Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Ultimate Question Quest Part 8, Episode 210, Reflections. I've now completed the first seven episodes of this UQQ, or Ultimate Quest Question, uh, <laughs> question Quest. After a hiatus, I am now ready to continue. However, before I do, I will do two things. The first one is I want to share a little bit of why I am doing this quest. The second is to summarize some of what I've done, and then from there, what I will be doing next. Why did I do this? The truth is, it started with a thought I had while walking down a hall at work almost six years ago. This is one of those stories I may have shared, but this really has led to a lot of why I wanted to do this podcast in the first place in general, not just this specific episode. I was pondering probably nothing relevant in the world. I mean, yes, I'm at work and I should be working and I was undoubtedly working. I remember where I was walking away from my director's, so this would be my boss's boss's office, walking back to my little cube in the cube farm. And it was like I was struck by lightning. And it was specifically about the question of, why did Jesus Christ have to do the atonement? Which is actually something I'm going to be addressing in an episode or two specifically, or at least to the extent of my limited, finite, sentient of you know mere mortalhoods perspective. But in the course of that lightning bolt moment, I received insight. And this insight was more of a hint or a direction than an answer to the question. And it had to do with responsibility, authority, and accountability, which is something that throughout this entire uh, quest that we're going on together, I'm going to be talking about a lot because it is quite critical to understanding not only why the gospel exists, not only why we exist, but also what are we accountable for when we make decisions? What are we responsible for when we make decisions? Why should we follow individuals? Why should we not follow individuals? And so on and so forth. We find a lot of people who, without really asking this question, use this as the premise behind why they live the lives they do. And I want to make it as black and white, as crystal clear as possible to everybody uh, what this really means to us, what it means to you, what it means to me. And so this topic is something that I have been mulling over for years, trying to understand it well enough to actually be able to share it with other people. Because to me, it was an aha moment where it made enough sense that I was willing to go on a limb and just simply, for lack of a better word, believe in it without really understanding it. And I wanted to understand it before I shared it. And I think I finally do, or at least well enough to make an attempt. So this is really what started the whole thing. However, it wasn't until somebody asked me a question about five months ago that I really finally felt that it was time to share what I am sharing throughout the course of this quest. The second reason is the adversary is tearing at the hearts and minds throughout the world through confusion, through loud conflicting voices, through misunderstanding, through assumptions, through sin, through violence, you name it, 
and it is happening, and it is terrible, and it is something that it's a pain that I just want to try to ease if I can. I am not a person of conflict. I can't go into a room and debate with an individual very easily. It is not in my nature. I have too high of an anxiety to do it and to do it well. But this isn't a debate to begin with. This is me sharing information. Take with it what you will. But if it is helpful, then it's a benefit to us all. And if it is not helpful, if nothing else, it's benefit to me because it's a cathartic moment where I get to share things, things that I have learned. The third is a humbling experience. This is where, and I am not going to share the details of this, but this is where I had a conversation with somebody about a very hot topic. I am a know-it-all, and I felt that I could convince them, ultimately, that I was right. Not only did I fail at convincing them that I was right, I may have fundamentally made the situation worse. And... I was definitely humbled and realized that I knew far less than I thought I knew at the time. This plus learning more about my own self led me to the thought. The quotes that I have used constantly throughout this podcast. What if the only way to achieve your own or my own maximum potential is to help everyone else achieve theirs? This leads me back or has led me back to the basics where I had to drop most, if not all of my assumptions and go to the simpleness of faith and then build up from there. Not that it was a destruction of my testimony or my even core beliefs, but it made me consciously realize that there's a lot of things that I assumed that whether true or not, were genuinely just that assumptions They weren't the simplicity that they were supposed to be, and I needed to go back to that. And I'm hoping that throughout the course of this quest, I can share that simplicity. Here are a couple of scriptures to kind of illustrate this idea. The first three are from a document that Joseph Smith put together back in the time of the restoration of the church. Um, So this would have been 1820s, 1830s time window. And the 13 Articles of Faith are basically a summarization of what the core beliefs are for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I'm going to read them because I want you to understand kind of what I had to go back to as I was reevaluating the way I viewed things. So the first one I want to read is actually the fourth article, which says, We believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are, first, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, second, repentance. Third, baptism by immersion for the remission of sins. Fourth, laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost. The first one of those is the one that I had to go back to way back when I had that humbling experience. And it's happened multiple times since then, but I'm okay with that because I didn't realize at the time, but I'm realizing it more and more now how critical faith is to everything we do in this mortality, and I would argue, beyond. The next one is the first article of faith. We believe in God, the Eternal Father, and in His Son, Jesus Christ, and in the Holy Ghost. It's a true, genuine, fundamental belief. The last one of the articles of faith that I'm going to read is actually the last one. This is the 13th article. We believe in being honest, 
true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all men. Indeed, we may say that we believe in the admonition of Paul. We believe all things, we hope all things, we have endured many things, and we hope to be able to endure all things. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. And the final thing I want to read when it comes to this simplicity is a scripture that I read when I was in my first year of college. This was an aha moment for me way back then. This was probably the first truly genuinely humbling experience that thankfully no one else was around for. It was just for me. This is in Jacob 4 verse 14. This is in the Book of Mormon. I will actually give you a tiny bit of background on this. Um, I was, in my first year of college, as I had mentioned, had graduated from high school. I was going to a college away from home. So I was around a bunch of, for lack of a better word, strangers. I had a dorm mate, a roommate, uh, that I was beginning to get to know. And he was on the verge of leaving for a mission. And I was still quite a ways away. I was uh, a bit younger and I had more time to go before I was planning on leaving. And I was a huge proponent of what's referred to as deep doctrine, meaning I liked to think and overthink and overthink things. I'd like to understand the roots and the basics, which none of the ideas of understanding things is bad or even wrong. You'll hear people use the term, well, that's irrelevant or unnecessary to know. Well, I beg to differ, but not for the state, uh, for the fact of arguing or just proving that I'm better. But when it says God is omniscient uh, or omnipotent, he is all-powerful and all-knowing, which means there is no irrelevant knowledge. Every bit of knowledge has to have some level of relevance or else he wouldn't need to know it. And therefore, to one extent or another, it could be relevant to us, but it may not be relevant at the moment, nor would we necessarily be ready to understand it. And I was in the process of reading what I would argue is probably the hardest book to understand out of all the scriptures. And that is the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, because I thought I was smart enough to understand it. Um, there's not many people on this planet that's probably smart enough to understand it. I am certainly not one of them. Definitely was not in college anyway. And I was arguing with my roommate about this and why it was still important to, to study it anyway. Anyways, after he went to bed and went to sleep, I'm laying in my you know, dorm room cot, for lack of a better word, and I am studying in the Book of Mormon, and I read this verse. And this is uh, Jacob, who's the brother of Nephi, and he's speaking to the people. But behold, the Jews were a stiff-necked people, and they despised the words of plainness, and killed the prophets, and sought for things that they could not understand. Wherefore, because of their blindness which blindness came by looking beyond the mark, they must needs fall. For God hath taken away his plainness from them and delivered unto them many things which they cannot understand because they desired it. And because they desired it, God hath done it that they may stumble. This was huge for me because I realized then and there that if I didn't first take the time to understand the basics, that I would never truly be able to understand what I was referring to as deep doctrine. Um, now, I have had many humbling experiences since then that have taught me I need to continue to go more and more into the basics, hence the humbling experience that I mentioned before. Back to the basics. Well, I'm about to kind of throw all caution to the wind and say that from a scientific perspective, there's also something referred to the, as the unifying theory. 
something I, I'm not saying that I profess to understand, but conceptually, it is definitely something of interest because I do believe that throughout the scriptures, there are references made to things said by prophets and even by Christ himself that imply that all things we could learn to know in some way, shape, or form are connected to each other. Now, that may not be the true definition of the unifying theory, but I feel that there is a lot of things that can be answered from one, from one question. And that's part of the reason why I have so many questions that have spiderwebbed from the question of what is the meaning of life, which is start, what started this whole thing. I feel that question can be answered by many smaller questions, which in turn help to support each other, hence the spiderweb analogy. This part I'm going to wrap up by sharing that I have either asked or been asked many questions that, as I had said before, one of them was the trigger to getting me to start this particular quest. I will not share which one that was specifically, if for no other reason than that individual might be listening and I don't want them to feel singled out. But some of these questions are also my own or from other people, some of them from perfect strangers, or even some that I have just thought of that even though I may not care about the answer because it doesn't affect my faith per se, the answer is interesting, so it is still worth asking the question. Here are some of those questions. Why has the name of the church changed from the time that Christ established it to really before, I don't know that we really know the name of the church before he was born, to the time of the Book of Mormon, to now when Joseph Smith restored it. What if a prophet is wrong? Again, recognize some of these come from me, some of these come from others, and some of them are just strangers posing questions. Why has the church changed over time? Now that question might sound blasphemous. It will actually make more sense later and will actually be addressed later. Why did they live the gospel differently or under different guidelines in the times of the New Testament to now, even in the Old Testament. For example, the idea of the Mosaic Law introduced in the early Old Testament to the law that Christ established when he was on earth and beyond. What if the church or gospel or whatever teaches against how I feel? Where is the evidence or proof? What if I disagree? What if I don't understand, like a direction or counsel given? Should I still have to follow it? I don't want to be a sheep. I don't want to follow blindly. What if things are or appear contradictory? The list goes on. I may not ask or even answer these throughout this. However, they are part of what is driving me to do this. I do hope that those with these questions can at least take comfort from what I share and perhaps find the answers themselves. So why am I doing this? It is all of the reasons I have said and much more. However, the most important reason is that I felt guided to do it, so I am. On to the recap. Of the seven episodes so far, here are the topics and a short summary of each which will lead to my next set of six episodes to come. Topic one, the meaning of life. There are many questions that support this, including the unifying theory. One answer is to have joy. 
There are two types of joys or happiness, if you will. The first one is what I'm referring to as eternal joy or something that is supported by an eternal and uh, let's just refer to it as God, if you will. The second one is a temporary joy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that and say a temporary joy that could ultimately prevent us from experiencing eternal joy. Yin yang or opposition. So for every choice that we are given, there should be a positive and a negative to it. Or a potentially eternal joy versus a bad, you know, some bad feeling or temporary joy. The question of where to find eternal joy. This leads to purpose, hope, direction, and fulfillment, and then ultimately faith. Second topic, faith. This is a vehicle of how or why to believe. Faith is belief in action, faith in daily life. It definitely is something that we experience regularly without realizing it. Faith in the eternal or opposite of the adversary. Faith leads to a witness. Topic three, witness. Their belief in witnesses unique to the individual. Impossible to prove or disprove. Something to help us where a change of heart. Change of heart is the next topic. Change is inevitable. Change of heart is change of our core or very being. Change of heart leads to eternal, not temporary, or at least it should. The Holy Ghost can have the greatest impact to our heart. Change of what we are leading to the atonement or through the atonement. The atonement is the next topic. Defined as what Christ did for us. And then I provided a list of some of what is part of the atonement. RAA, or Responsibility, Authority, and Accountability. Define each one of those. And, and I shared some examples like a university professor or a military leader. Like this is a triangle where each of those three parts are as weak or as strong as the, uh, each other, holding each other and up, up in essence. Talked mortal risk, authority, and accountability versus eternal or heavenly. From here, I plan on moving to six topics. So this is concluding the summary and moving on to what's coming. Why did Jesus Christ have to do the atonement? What is a university? What is the difference between the church and the gospel? What are morals and why are they important? What are laws? as it relates to everything we've talked about thus far. And then at the end, why did Jesus Christ establish a church? Now on to the next stage of this quest. Thank you for listening. Smile, be happy, and remember that you're worth it.